Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, hello and welcome to today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. We are so excited and thankful that you've joined us today as we study through the Word of God. I encourage you to take your Bible today and join us in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter number 1. Today we're going to be looking at verses 22 through 24. I'm thankful for Brother Lindell and his lifting lesson yesterday. It was an encouragement to me. And uh, we're going to be gleaning a little bit from uh, one of his verses as we look at the context of uh, Philippians chapter 1 verses 22 through 24. I pray that you're enjoying these lifting lessons, especially going expositorily through the Word of God, looking at each word, looking at each verse, just going in order and seeing what God has to say. You know, I've been taught and I believe that the Bible is a lot more interesting than anything that I have to say. And so I pray that these have been a blessing to you as we've been going through the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verse 23 through 24 says, But if I live in the flesh... This is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I wot not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. I've titled today's lifting lesson, A Heavenly Desire and an Earthly Duty. Heavenly Desire and and earthly duty. We're going to look how Paul, he he balanced these two things in these verses. By way of context, we know that Paul in chapter 1 of Philippians is speaking of the single mind. He's speaking that no matter the circumstances that come into our lives, if we have the single focused mind on the purpose of which we live, then the circumstances won't be able to steal our joy. As you remember, the book of Philippians is the book of Christian joy. Verse 21 of Philippians 1 says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. No matter the circumstance that Paul found himself in, he had the single purpose mind that no matter what, if he was living, it would be for Christ. And to die, it'd be gain because he'd be with Christ. Look here. Paul, he doesn't look at the situation in chapter 1. He just simply looks at the Savior. Friend, I don't know what you're facing or what you're going through in your life today, but I can encourage you with this. No matter the circumstance, if you don't look at the situation and you look at the Savior, your joy will be full. That is the source of our joy, not the source of our happiness, but the source of our joy. Joy is based on a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. So today, let's continue looking in verses 22 through 24, Paul, he gives us his heavenly desire and his earthly duty. He, he is fighting between both of them, really, in his mind. It seems that Paul, he is battling amongst the two. Look at the verses and see what the Holy Spirit would have us to learn today. Let's do that together, shall we? Look here at number 1, in verse 22. We see he, Paul, he is considering his situation. Paul says, but if I live in the flesh... At this moment, Paul, he's, he's in under house arrest in Rome. He is unsure of his future. 
He doesn't know if he's going to die tomorrow. He doesn't know if he's going to live 20 more years. He is unsure of the future. So basically, Paul's saying in the beginning of verse 22, if I live, if I live, do you remember verse 21 as we've quoted? Remember that word live, it's used in both places, just one verse apart. For me to live is Christ. And look at verse 22. But if I live in the flesh, he's saying his purpose. He says, I don't know if I'm going to live or not, but if I live, I will live for Christ. What an encouragement that we can learn from the Apostle Paul and learn from the Holy Ghost and from God telling us that no matter the circumstances of our lives, no matter the uncertainty that we have, we can decide that no matter what, we will live for Christ. What an encouragement and what a challenge. Look here. Paul, he's making it known that although he doesn't know his future, his purpose has not and will not change. He's, he's basically saying, if I live today, I'm living for Christ. If I live tomorrow, I'll live for Christ. If I live for 50 years more, I'll live for Christ. And if I die, it's gain. It's amazing what the Word of God teaches us. Look at this next phrase. This is the fruit of my labor. Paul, he's considering that if he lives longer, it will give him more time to serve the Lord. Paul, he, he's thinking in this singleness of mind. He's thinking no matter the circumstances. He's thinking no matter the uncertainty of his future. That if he lives in the flesh, the fruit of his labor will be to live for Christ. And also, we notice that the fruit of his labor, it, it's, it's punishment. It's, it's jail. It's circumstances that aren't quite what we would necessarily say are good circumstances. Paul, he notices and he realizes that his purpose in life is going to cause him heartache. But he goes on anyways. You know why? Because he was living for Christ. That was his sole purpose. That should be our sole purpose today as well. Now I want to ask you a question. Are there things that you want to do before you die? I can tell you one thing I'd love to do. I'd love to just get married. Love to get married. I'd love to get married before I die. And say, Lord, before you come back, just let me get married and then you can come back. Or, Lord, maybe uh, I, I want to see the Georgia Bulldogs three-peat. Lord, just let that happen before you come back. Those things we know we joke about, and, and it's fun to think of and to joke about sometimes. But I wonder how many of the things that you might have put in your mind there, of the things that you would like to happen before you die, or before the Lord comes back, I wonder how many of them had spiritual motives. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, something just, just an insight to me. I would love before I die to be able to preach at one time to 20,000 people. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be amazing. That's, that's a dream of mine. Will it ever happen? I don't know. But we see that Paul, he says, this is the fruit of my labor. Paul is saying here that he has no other option. That if he lives, he has no other option. That before he dies, if he dies today, tomorrow, or the next day, the, all the time that he's alive, he will serve the Lord. That was his dreams, is to further the gospel. I wonder if we can say the same thing about ourselves. 
Then we see the last phrase, yet what I shall choose, I wot not. The word wot, it's used about 31 times in the King James Bible, and most of the time it means made known. Paul just simply didn't know. He wasn't sure. He didn't know the future, but what he could say is that he was going to live his purpose that God had called him to, and that was to preach the Christ, pre- preach Christ and to further the gospel. Look here at the number two. Not only does Paul consider his situation, Paul, he considers his desire. Paul, he considers his desire. Paul, he wants to be with Christ. He wants to be with Christ. Look here at verse number 22. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 23. For I am in a strait betwixt two. Albert Barnes says that this phrase appears to be derived from a ship when lying at anchor and when violent winds blow upon it that would drive it out to sea, the apostle represents himself as in a similar condition. His strong affection for them bound his heart to them as an anchor holds a ship to its moorings. And yet there was a heavenly influence bearing upon him like the gale upon the vessel, which would bear him away to heaven. He was in a strait betwixt two. He saw heaven on his left and he saw the earth on his right and his purpose for the gospel and the church at Philippi and all the churches that he had a desire to start. And he was torn between both of them. If you remember, Paul, he speaks in Corinthians that he had seen, he had seen heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he didn't know, but he had seen heaven. But he also saw what God was doing and he said, I want to be in both places at the same time. He was in a strait betwixt two. Not only that, he says that he, had a, he has a desire to depart. Paul, he wanted to depart from this world and be with Christ. He wanted to be away from the flesh, away from the bonds, and away from the circumstances that he found himself in. He wanted to be with Christ. Why? Because it is far better. Now, no, nothing that this earth can offer us is as good as what heaven is. I think it's amazing that the street of gold in heaven is paved with the thing that we think is precious on this earth. God says, what you think is valuable, I'll use as asphalt. Isn't that amazing? Heaven, it's going to be so amazing. And to be with Christ, it's so beautiful. But what we don't know is when we'll be in heaven. And while we're here on this earth, although we can have a desire to be with Christ, that should not take away from our responsibility and from our desire to serve Christ and to further the gospel. But then in verse 24, it seems almost that Paul, he's snatched back from his daydreaming of heaven. He's snatched back to his duty. Number three, Paul considers his duty. Abiding here in the flesh, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. That, that phrase, abiding in the flesh, meant that Paul, he could still press on for Christ. He wanted to be in heaven. That was his desire. But being in the flesh, being here on the earth, it was good for him because it meant that he could still press on. He could still encourage the church at Philippi and could still start other churches. He saw the beauty of heaven, but knew that until Christ came and until Christ called him home, he had one purpose, and that was to live as Christ and to die as gain. We considered Paul's situation. We've considered Paul's desire. And now, last week, we've seen Paul's duty. I wonder today, what are you living for? Are you just coasting along if you're saved, just coasting along waiting to get to heaven? Or are you serving God because He has called us to live for Him 
That's our sole purpose, is to live for Him if we're a believer. I encourage you today, seek in your own heart and see, why are you living? What's your purpose that you are striving for today? It should be, based on the authority of the Word of God, to live for Christ. I pray today has been a blessing to you, and I pray that you've understood more of what the Word of God speaks and tells us. I pray you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week, and we look forward to being with you again tomorrow. Have a great day.